It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. We're going to talk love. I'm going to answer your questions, but I want to start actually by giving you the result of a question I asked you on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. I ask you, do you need your parents' blessing before a marriage proposal? Interestingly, 59% of you said yes, and 41% of you said, no, I don't need it. It's interesting because I've changed my mind. I used to be the old school way, but then my goddaughter was 23, my niece was 22, and all the younger women in my family or friends, they all said these days it's obsolete. We don't need to be given away by our parents or father and all this, so don't need to ask anybody's permission. We will decide on our own. And that's the way it goes these days. So I've learned that. You calls with your questions are next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. If you have a love story or romantic story you want to share, the time is now. Alissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alissa. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Thank you so much. I listen to your show Every night when I come home from work, I listen and I hear so many beautiful love stories. And I just wanted to see if I could add one of my own. Oh, please. And thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to tell you guys about this beautiful date that I was taken on. Um, I had just met someone and we'd been out a few times, but Mm -hmm. we didn't know each other that well. Um, and we decided to go on a walk to a park, and we had this picnic that was by a stream, and I, I think the really, my favorite part about it was that it wasn't anything fancy. Mm-hmm. We really just sat down, we watched the birds and, you know, watched some ducks and just really watched the world go by and talked. Mm-hmm. and observed and it was like it was one of the simplest dates that I've ever been on but it was also just one of the best I see what do you think made it the best date ever I think it was just the fact that we had time together and the focus of it was just being with each other talking listening you know it wasn't we weren't focused on trying to impress anyone. It was just that quietness of being together, and that was the event. If that, I don't know if that makes sense. It, it does. I, I understand. It's the wonderful sound of silence also sometimes where you feel so comfortable with each other that you can enjoy a, a time like this. So Yeah. I understand. Alisa, thank you so much for sharing that story. That's a wonderful and beautiful date. Uh, and and I thank you for for calling me and sharing it with us tonight. Oh, thanks, Simon. Like I said, I love listening to your show and hearing from everyone, and I'm so glad I could be a part of it too. Thank you. You are forever in the library of the love story of the rendezvous. So thank you so much. Thank you. You know, there is something very deep that I want to talk about when it comes to being together and the sign of silence. Let's talk about that next. Do you remember going on a first date or a second date and during the dinner or during the evening, there was a moment of silence. And during that moment, you were so surprised because it didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel uncomfortable. It felt normal. 
And that is something that for me is a total green light. When you can, just for about, even it's a couple of minutes, not say anything, that you don't have to feel, feel the silence by always talking. Even if you have a great conversation, but you can be together in the sign of silence and happy, that's a great sign of comfort and safety for both partners. Talking of this, let me share with you a little personal story of mine. That story is next. Do you remember a time where you met somebody and felt really comfortable in the sign of silence? Do you remember that? Because I remember, and that started when I was 13 with my first girlfriend, Christabel, the one and only. We were together in the Garden of Luxembourg in Paris, which is very romantic. And we talked and talked, and then we stopped talking. We are both 13 and a half, first love, and I felt like we were meant to be together forever. And that sound of silence was romantic. The birds, the tree, the, the Luxembourg Garden. That's the first time in my life I realized if you can be comfortable in the silence, it's the beginning of a great love story, even if it's not forever. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Alex, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alex. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What's going on? What's up? I'm not really sure what to think. Okay, so um, my wife and I have been married for about six years now, mm-hmm. and things have been great. And recently, she took me out to an anniversary dinner. Um, it was a beautiful dinner. We had a great time. I didn't even really know why we were at dinner until dessert when their anniversary cake brought out that we shared. Um, because the problem is our anniversary is in for another three months, and this is not like her. She's never missed an anniversary before. She's always, mm-hmm. you know, got all of her dates, and, and I'm not sure what to think. I see. Um, I don't know what to think either. Somebody celebrating the anniversary three months earlier. Uh, that That is weird. So uh, what do you make of it? I mean, I mean, and why did you go with it instead of, did you ask her what's going on? I mean, I would have immediately said, honey, this is not our anniversary. I thought we were just going out to dinner, um, you know, Sometimes we go out, and it's not for any special occasion. I thought it was just like that. And then the waiter brings over a cake and says, Happy anniversary, and she leans in and says, Happy anniversary. And I know that our anniversary isn't for another three months. And then so when that happened, what did you say? Nothing? I'm sure I looked confused, but I said happy anniversary back to her. I didn't want to ruin the entire evening, but I've been thinking about it ever since. This happened last week. Okay. Yes. So that was a little mistake. When that happens, you have to help your partner, right? And like maybe they made a mistake or maybe, you know, who knows. But how about having the conversation? I think that you should say, listen, uh, with humor, you know, with a good sense of humor, said, you know, uh, last week you told me happy anniversary, but remember, it's not our anniversary. So did you forget or what happened? And not in an accusation mode, just in a kind of wondering mode, like, oh, really? Like, how did that happen that you confused the date? of anniversary and just ask her what happened. I guess that's what I should do. Maybe a little part of me is afraid of that there might be some reason. I, I don't know. But well, you're right. I do need to talk to her about it. Well, of course. I mean, and, and maybe, you know, there's an explanation to that. But I think the unspoken, which is not saying what you want to ask her, doesn't help you and doesn't help her. So I think it's a, not a huge deal. And let's see what she has to say. All right. All right. You're right. I will. 
<laughs> all right. All right, Alex, good luck to you. Call me back if you need any more help, but I think you're going to have a good talk and then she'll remember forever and, and then you can do it again in three months. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Alex, good luck to you and have a good night. If you forget your partner's birthday or let's say anniversary, is there a way to repair this? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever forgotten your partner's birthday or you guys' anniversary? Let me share a quick story. Back in Paris, I was dating that lovely American woman with brown hair, blue eyes from the West Coast. And uh, I forgot Valentine's Day because in France, it's not a big deal. And so I remember her waiting on the side of Boulevard Saint-Germain, Paris, with a card and a box of chocolate. And I showed up empty-handed, and she cried and cried and cried. I said, what have I done wrong? I didn't realize, because it's different in Paris than America. So I'm going to share with you how I repair that major mistake of mine. My tale of redemption is next. Stay with me. I don't know about you. If you ever forgotten your partner's anniversary or your partner's birthday or your guy's anniversary, but I forgot, which no one should ever forget, to say happy Valentine's Day to my lovely girlfriend, Carmen, way back when. And I'm talking in the 90s. That's way back when in Paris, because in France, it's not a big deal. We don't really celebrate it. La Saint-Valentin, here it's a huge deal. Over there, it's not. So I forgot. She didn't. So what I did is not only went out, and then for the next 30 days... I bought her flowers every single day with the cards. And she kept the cards and loved it. So there's always a way when you love somebody to repair a mistake. That's what love is about. Redemption and forgiveness. And we had a lot of love for each other. So remember that. We can all forget a date. It's not the end of the world. But we're going to repair and redemption, flowers, cards, chocolate. You call that next. 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, very simple. Dial 855-905-8255. René, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Oh, bonjour, René. Bonsoir. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Well, I'm hoping you can help me understand a little bit better how to navigate the world of dating mm -hmm. when it comes to text messaging. I feel like text messaging is making things more complicated for me. Um, either men text me too much and then I freak out and think maybe they're too needy and I kind of run away because they're texting me too much or like men don't text me and then I think, well, they're the man, they should be texting me so I don't text them back and then I see them out or whatever and then they think I wasn't interested because I didn't text them. Mm -hmm. So there's this weird like cat and mouse thing I feel that's happening Nowadays, with text messaging, I just need help navigating. <laughs> I get it. Listen, don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? So here's, I, I agree. We, a lot of things get lost in translation with texting. That's the thing. Texting has no emotions. Uh, we have the emojis, but it's like those are also complicated to exactly understand what they mean and when to use emojis or not. So um, I think that once you feel there's a little confusion, call the person. So I think one of the biggest mistakes we, we all make is that we forget that a good old phone call can save the relationship. So do this for the next time you're confused, dial the number of your partner and just chat from there. And then there'll be no more confusion, okay? Okay, I like that. Just 
just put it out there and be honest. And oh, yes. Make a phone call. Oh, days. <laughs> the good old days. A phone is not just made for text, email, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's also for calling people, our friends and partners and families. So let's not forget that initial function of the phone, communication, okay? Okay. Thank well, you. you and I love your show. You're just such a pleasure to listen to. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that very much, Rene. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. And have a good night. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, Simon. Ooh, this person needs my help. I got an email and somebody is so annoyed by their girlfriend and you're going to find out why next. I'm Simon Marcel. If you have a question for me but you can't call in, remember you can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what's going on with Nate and his girlfriend? All right, this email comes from Nate that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Nate. I'm getting really annoyed at my girlfriend because she eats off of my plate all the time. (laughs) Whenever we go out to eat, she orders something of her own, but then she ends up sticking her fork in whatever (laughs) I'm eating and it's really making me angry. Up until this point, I've just put up with it, but I don't want to put up with it anymore. How can I tell her in a nice way to back off of my food without sounding like a jerk? Nate, stay with me. That happened to me too in the past, so I'm going to tell you what to do next. Have you ever had to deal with somebody that always, always, when you have a plate, stick a fork in your plate and take out of your plate some of your food over and over and over? I have, okay? Just like Nate, who got really annoyed with his girlfriend. I used to get annoyed, but not anymore. Because, Nate, I want you to relax, all right? None of this matters. I understand you get a little mad. It should not be a matter of fighting. So I think my advice to you is, you know, caring is sharing and sharing is caring. And instead of, you know, having a hard talk about you shouldn't take something from my plate, if she does that again, order another plate and laugh. And that's it. I think that she will appreciate that. A little sense of humor goes a long way. I've learned that. So like my producer says, easy breezy, Simon. That's the philosophy. So I hope that you can get inspired by this. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? You can call me now. Jeannette, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jeannette. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you? Yeah, so I live in upstate New York, and um, the other night at about 3 in the morning, I woke up. My husband woke up. We heard something on the back porch right outside of our bedroom window, and we turned on the light, and it was a big, big black bear eating um, the bird feeders. And my husband is a very active uh, birder, and he teaches birding for the local colleges, Um, Mm -hmm. but I want the bird feeder taken down. It scares me. We live in the woods, and I, I don't. We ended up getting in a big fight about it because it's one of the things that he really likes. And I just don't really know what to do. I don't feel comfortable with the bird feeders up. I see. When, when you had the fight with your husband, what was his argument for keeping it there since obviously it is not safe? Well, he, he thinks that the bear's skittish and that it would be okay and I don't need to worry about, about it. And that, you know, he doesn't think that I should take something down. And I feel bad because it's something that he really loves, but... I do feel unsafe. So it's hard for me to follow his his thinking. How about, um, is there a way to move that bird feeder from like very far away from the house? Yeah, but I I mean, I guess so. But I think now the bear is just 
is going to still be attracted to the smell of it. I don't really know. Because I'm trying to find a compromise for you and your husband, right? Because when there is a fight, I like to use the word and strategy compromising because I think it's the only way. So do you think if you sit down with your husband and, and would say, look, listen, I know you love the bird feeder. I think it's dangerous for us. Can we find a compromise where maybe it's far away and then safe enough so he doesn't come close to your house ever? Um, do you think your husband would be open to that? Yeah, I think so. I, I know that he loves me and he wants me to feel safe. Um, well, exactly. So I, I like the idea that you open the conversation. Listen, you know, I don't want to fight again, but I want to be safe. I want us to be safe. I know you love the bird feeder. How far would you be willing to move it out of, you know, the house area so that we're all safe? Yeah, I think I could do that. And maybe, Jeanette, you Google before you do that, how far should it be away if there's anything like this on Google so that you know ahead of time what is the right distance between you and that bird feeder and the bear? Okay. Okay. Kind of. You got to prepare the negotiation. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. All right. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you. Call me back if there is any other issues with this, because I want you to be safe, and in the name of love, you should want you to be safe too. So I think you can find out the right solution. Okay. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Have a good night, Janet. You too. Bye. More rendezvous next. Thank you for being with me every night at The Rendezvous. Thank you for the questions. Thank you also for inspiring me with all the love stories. Because when we started this show like this and had you call me with your love stories, I never thought I would be so inspired and enchanted by the stories. I mean, I didn't know what was going to come. I knew you had great love stories. But night after night after night, I mean, and if you have missed them, check it out at therendezvousshow.com. There's a lot of love stories going on every single day in America. And... Each of them I just I found enchanting and poetic, actually. So thank you for sharing your love stories. Thank you for your questions. I really appreciate it. If you miss me, always check out my podcast, La Confession, where the truth always comes out. Great stories about relationships, love, the good, the bad, and the hardship. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night. Thank you so much for listening again. Et bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.